tickle your feet from here? You can tickle my feet, but it's still not fair. I just thought I'd mention it. Well, I'm just, you know. It's your show. I'm going to be giggling all over. <laughs> it's not like we don't giggle all over it anyway. Well, this is true. This is true. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, I've got the yawns today. I don't know why. I do know why. It's because I've been working all day. Well. And I'm tired, frankly. Yeah. So when I'm tired, I like to come and sit around the virtual campfire. Good plan. And and, and just drink myself silly. No, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'm not allowed. No, not allowed. Oh, the pain. The terrible, terrible pain. The terrible, pain. terrible pain. Anyway, or I should say, like that woman on the beginning of Cyberpunk. Anywho, she's telling a joke about there's an Arasaka aircraft carrier in the bay. Okay. And she tells this this crappy joke about. Anyway, it, I, it, she tells the same joke every time you load the game, at least until you get into Act Two, and then there's a different one. But it's okay. really annoying. And then she goes, "Anywho," and it's like you want to, like I've heard it now. Take it away. <laughs> so I thought that would be a good a good um, mode to start the uh, the episode in for this evening. I thought you know if I if I just annoy the listeners first by going anywho, I figured that Did would. Did you know Brazil nuts aren't nuts? Hello, lovely listeners. Welcome around the virtual campfire. Welcome what? to Frithcast. Episode 106, keep up, dear. What? Settle in, warm your knees, grab a drink of choice and a bun. There's a biscuit tin around here somewhere. What? Biscuit tin. Biscuit tin? Nuts. Cookies? What? No, No, wait, wait. They don't come in tins. Wait. Biscuits come in tins. Nuts do not come in tins. Wait. Wait. How can... Why are Brazil nuts not nuts? That sounds like a really bad setup line for a really bad joke. Anywho, no. Come back to the nut thing. Can't come back. Come back to the nut thing. We've started now. We can't come back to the nut thing. Oh, that's fair. That's going to be bothering me all the way all the way through now. Yeah, it is. You're just going to have to wait till we've finished recording. You're going to be telling to go and find out. You're going to be telling me bananas are berries next. And there's a whole thing about tomatoes that means you have to rethink some stuff. And a whole thing of Tic Tacs. Yeah. Take as many as you like. Oh, yeah. They don't come in tens either. No. No. No, no, they come in those really groovy little plastic watsits, which obviously are not groovy because they're plastic and that's bad. Yeah. But they're still quite groovy. You can put little th- little. You can put little beads in them. They're really good. In the Tic Tacs? No, in the, no when you finish the Tic Tacs... Other breath freshening minty treats are available. I mean, <laughs> I mean, after the. T- Shall we just do the episode? Let's do that. What? What? Let's put some music about here. Okay. Okay. All right. <clears throat> we can do that.
That's not what our no. tune does, is it? Doesn't. Our tune does more dramatic than that. It does a do 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 all that. Doesn't go one day I'll fly away. One day I'll fly away. I'm a very bad singer. Leave your love to yesterday. What more can your love do for me? When will love me through? I see, I knew I wasn't going to make that note. My throat doesn't, doesn't do it right. That, that song? That song? That song. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that song. That's good. I heard that song before it was cool. No. <laughs> I know the only version I can think of is is um, um, what was her name again? Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman. Moulin yeah, Rouge. In Moulin Rouge. Yeah. Because they did some cracking versions of songs in that film. They did. I really liked um, Elephant Medley. Obi Wan's yeah. Mm. When Obi Wan did uh, your song. Oh. Oh, that was fabulous. Those notes go straight through you. They really, really do. You just like hang on a minute. You're all kind of. Jedi thing. You're not supposed to be able to sing. And the nice thing about it is because he's it's got... you and McGregor. Ha, well, granted, yes. Mm. Um, That's just put you right off your train of thought, hasn't it? It has, rather. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, leaving leaving that aside... What? The ni- No, because the nice thing is, as gentlemanly singers go, mm. right, he has quite a... I don't want to say a high voice. He's not a high voice, but he's got quite a light voice. He's kind of a, he's sort of up there towards the. T- I don't know what technically a tenor would be, but he's up. He's up there. Yeah. You know, he's not. He's not like I'm doing almost an alto. Yeah, he's, range. That's ladies, I think. But yeah, yeah something on his side. It's the mid to bottom end of the ladies' scale generally. Ah, uh, I think my mum was, is was is an was an alto when she used to sing. Mm. Anyway, um, but the nice thing is because when you're a a a person of the um. Like remarkable persuasion, the 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 gender reconfigured persuasion, mm. as some of us are. Yes. Um, you like to find a song that you come for singing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly because you have this problem. It's like all the lady singers. Mm. And I'm being very apart from Annie Lennox. I'm being very generalised. Annie Lennox. Yes, true. Sweet dreams are made of these. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of her. Music, to be honest, I don't know. It's not bad, but it's not a, not a, not a, not a, a, a sort of repertoire that I tend to gravitate to. Uh, Alison Moyet. Oh yeah, she's quite. Yeah, mm-hmm. She's got a quite. That old apple corn love again. Oh blimey! No, I was thinking of people like. Um, I don't know, like your Amy Lee's and people like that. You know. Okay. And the problem is, their voices are still too high for me. Yeah. But the problem is, if I decide to sing gentlemanly vo- gentlemanly songs... Too low. They're too low. Mm. I'm sort of stuck somewhere in the middle. With you. With you. <laughs> clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. <clears throat> and my vocal register going, right, stop there. It's like, it'll go... Up to a certain point. And it'll go... But like right in the middle where that range would be that I can actually sing, it's like, eh, eh, can't do that. 
It's a nuisance. So what did you want to talk about? Well, <laughs> thank you, lovely listeners, and good night. End of the episode. Yeah, we've, we've been we've... talking ten minutes. We haven't started yet. We've pretty much covered it. I've just done my ear in again. Hang on. Have you? Yeah. It's still Ow. attached. It's fine. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I just can't hear anything through it. It's good. No, it's fine. We'll get over it, I'm sure. Possibly. You're not supposed to do this. You can bust, bust your eardrums. eardrums. Okay, that's... Oh! Oh, that's better. Alrighty. You're quite finished. I think so. Is it still attached? As far as I know. Yeah. It's looking alright. Oh, thank you. What did you want to talk about? Hello, lovely listeners. We might actually try introducing ourselves because we haven't done yet. We haven't, have we? No. Okay. You want to go first? Do I? Yeah. Okay. Because you've got imminent eardrum popping going on. Yeah, that's and You true. might not last to the end of the minute. Come on. That's that's probably true. At least if, on. At least if I drop out because I can't hear anything, you can carry on because it don't matter whether I'm here or not. <laughs> it does. <laughs> um, oh. Hello, lovely listeners. Welcome to the virtual campfire. Um, I'm I'm Kate. I'm the passing druid who hasn't really got anything to contribute apart from... She totally... Dear <laughs> listeners, she totally does. <laughs> yeah, Coffee Powered Druid uh, is, is basically just... I, I live here, so I get to join in. <laughs> it's a little bit more than that. <laughs> anyway, would you like to tell the lovely listeners who you are, my beloved? Hello, lovely listeners. I'm Suzanne Martin. I'm a heathen... With a head full of stuff, some of it's useful, <laughs> and some of it we're going to talk about today. <laughs> some of it's useful, and some of it we're going to talk yeah, about today. Okay, there might be some part. overlap. There might be. <laughs> little Venn diagram with useful stuff, not useful stuff, and Batman. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, if, if, you know, if you can be Batman, always be Batman. Always be Batman. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say. So, what are we going to be discussing this Not evening? Not Batman. Not Batman. No. Okay. Or Tic Tacs in tins. No, that's fine. I'm over the Tic Tacs. Are you? Completely, completely over them. I can see. You're not <laughs> over the Tic Tacs, are you? <laughs> no, don't think so. Okay. I'd like a Tic Tac. We I haven't all I should, out of Tic Tacs. I should point out, we haven't been paid by the Tic Tac people. <laughs> Who is... Who makes Tic Tac people? Anyway? Is it the most awesome name for a poetry collection? The Tic Tac people. <laughs> <laughs> I just. <laughs> I don't know who makes them. I don't know either. Who makes the Tic Tac people? Is Tic Tac the name of the company? I don't know. <laughs> it's it's been like... a long day and I have no clue. It's like Coca Cola is made by Coca Cola. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Mars Mars bars are made by Mars. By, not on. Well, he's uh, diversified. Well, yeah, you know. Brexit, what can I say? God of war. Oh, him. Into sweet confectionery. Oh, him. Sorry, yeah. I thought he meant he was like moving his factories to Mars and stuff. Side hustle. So, well, you've got to have one. Apparently. So I'm, so I'm told. Yeah. I'm still working on mine. What are we going to talk about this evening? <laughs> something lined up i did okay we just haven't even got close to it yet <laughs> the closest we got was randy crawford and that was it <coughs> where did randy crawford come in <laughs> someday i'll fly away oh my gosh you come on run at it run at it <laughs> sit on it land on it <laughs> <laughs> 
That is the question. That. That is the question. Sit on it. Land on it. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Stop it. They've all switched off now. Anyway, I know they've matter. all switched off. For a reason. Oh. I wanted Podcast to talk... professional. Yes. <laughs> Apart from this one. Mm. <laughs> Which is definitely not. <laughs> I wanted to talk today a little bit around the virtual campfire with our lovely listeners from around the world who have settled in. One then he's got a drink of choice, grabbed a biscuit out of the biscuit tin, not from the Tic Tac people. I wanted to talk about Fulgia. Say that again? Tic Tac people or... The thing you wanted to tin? talk about? Fulgia. 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 Okay. You might see them listed uh you might see the words spelt in different ways and it might be that you prefer to pronounce it flyer or fulgia or something like that but okay fulgia fulgia and what is fulgia fulgia is when we said someday i'll fulgia away it's that oh fly away oh i see oh, yeah, I see oh you're being I made clever a pun or play on words oh excellent yeah fabulous yes i'll not give up my day job well you know i uh, see what you're doing now i good good so <laughs> i wanted to talk about them because we've done a lot of episodes but we've never done one that looks at this particular aspect okay and this is it's a word that we don't really have a, an absolute direct translation for. Right. Because it's such a common thing, nobody ever bothers explaining it. Oh, like not putting the horse in a dictionary? Like not putting the word horse in a dictionary till like years and years and years down the line because everybody knew what a horse was. You didn't need to put it in the dictionary. Yeah. So you left it out of the dictionary because you had loads of other words you needed to put in there. And all I can... And all I can see now is the Prince Regent having a spat with Dr. Johnson in Blackadder the Third. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Johnson's trying to get him to be a patron of his new dictionary. And he's explaining to him patiently, because the Prince ain't very bright, he says, he says, it is a book that tells you what English words mean. And the Prince just looks at him and says, I know what English words mean. I speak English. You must be a bit of a thicker. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is one of the words that we don't, we have a, an understanding of kind of what it's connected to, but we don't know what it means. Okay. So it's like it was, in theory, it was in such common usage that nobody, everybody knew what it meant. So nobody had to explain it to another person or ever think that it was, it would it was ever need so defining. common, they never thought to actually define what it was. So we know roughly what it is okay but it's in theory it's a huge common piece of viking spirituality of viking cosmology if you like of worldview that they had it as so common that they all knew what it was and nobody felt they needed to define it until mm. we come to us and we've got no clue what it is okay it's going to be a short episode then it's going to be a very short no it's not going to be a short <laughs> episode we don't do short episodes anymore well <clears throat> No, it's not. We can't be a short episode anymore, can it? <clears throat> no, no. But so okay, so it's a thing. It's a it's, thing. It's very important in Viking. Sp say spirit, spirituality, spirit yeah. Yeah, ish. 
Right. And it's a a, a spirit, a, almost a guardian spirit that's associated with an individual. Okay. Not a family line or an ancestral line, which have a different type of spirit attached to them. But this is a spirit that's associated with an individual. Mm. And we know that very occasionally that form, that spirit can be seen in the form of an animal. Okay. And sometimes it's an animal that represents part of that person's character. Wait, 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 wait. This is that film. Which film? The one with everybody in it. Okay. And it was a little, a young girl. It was, it was books. It was famous books. Books. Yes. It was a film based on books. And everybody had an animal. Philip Pullman's The Golden Compass. That's the very badger. Okay. And everybody had an animal walking around with them that was like part of themselves. Their demon. Yeah. Yeah. That they were attached to. This is basically what we're talking about? Kind of. Yeah. It's a similar idea, but you're... This particular spirit, if you like, the only time either you get to see it or somebody else gets to see it is generally associated with that person's either imminent death or time of death. Oh. So you don't tend to see this animal form otherwise. This is a this is a grim thing to see. This is a grim, literally grim, the grim. <clears throat> the grim as in the the black dog thing to see that shows uh. it. Yeah. So... Portents. It can warn of danger. Mm-hmm. It can... Um, the descriptions that you get of people as animals, when you read them in the sagas, you get so-and-so turned into a bear when he fought. And we don't know whether that's he literally turned into a bear or his... Uh, Full gear showed itself and fought as a bear. Okay. Or that he fought so ferociously that people compared him to a bear like a, a simile or a metaphor. Hmm. I mean, I would I would have generally assumed it would be the latter. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, if if this is a if this is a sort of a part of their their kind of understanding of how the world works and stuff, they might. You know, they might be. They might be reading into that the fact that he's he's given over control to this, mm. you know, animalistic part of himself or whatever. That's, you know, become, you know, bear shirt or wolf shirt. Or, yeah. Yeah. Gone and gone to go feed the eagles. Literally, they use imagery, they use metaphor, they use simile to to express how these people are doing these actions. Mm. But whether it actually means they literally become a bear on the battlefield they transform into a bear they fight so ferociously that they are a bear yeah they are a, a spirit bear they are a literal bear yeah there's all manner of ways you can try and interpret that mm. we know that this animal form is a it can be a form that this particular spirit takes not necessarily what it actually is. Okay. Um, it it's most often seen around 
the time of that person's death, either at the death or to warn of imminent danger or warn of death. Mm. Um, I think the, the probably the closest equivalent we've got is a fetch. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, that that's a... That will depend on the definition of fetch that you're applying. Um, there are there are a couple of different interpretations of it, but the probably the most authoritative one would be from Irish mythology, mm. um, where the fetch is. It's essentially, I mean, yeah, it's pretty, pretty much what you're describing. It's it's the spirit form of a person, um, which can appear in other places, and yeah, they 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 are sometimes seen as uh, the. The Germans would have them as doppelganger. Mm. Doppelganger. Ganger? How do you pronounce? I don't know. Has it got the... With the little dots that I bounce can't remember. over there's the top. Two, there's two little dots somewhere. I can't. I don't know where the, the, the um, umlaut is. Anyway, doppelganger. Um, which is the... I think it's the, the double goer, it means literally. Mm. Or the double walker or something. And it's... Um, um, yeah, that's, that's something that's supposed to be a, a very bad sign if you... If somebody sees it, it usually means you're in some big trouble somewhere. Mm. And if you see it, if you see you your see own, your own, or you see someone else's, if you see your own one, you see your own one. Um, that's that's particular. That's that can be a, a sort of a portent. That's not that's not sort of you're in trouble right now, but it probably means you're going to be. Mm. Um, so yeah, it sounds like it's a similar sort of idea. Yeah, so that kind of idea that it's not necessarily. Uh, a part of your spirit, but a spirit that's attached itself to you as an individual. Mm. So it's kind of linked to you as an individual. It's got that tied to you as an individual. And it's like, um, yeah, almost a guardian or connected to you, but isn't necessarily a, a concept like your soul is split into pieces. No. It's your, you have a, an additional... It's like an independent being. Yeah. That can sometimes take a form of a particular animal okay so it's it would it would be somewhere be, then between a fetch and a familiar yeah i mean it's obviously not I'm... something that you can kind of ask to appear and it will come and do your bidding it's not that kind of oh not thing. not not i mean because familiar familiar spirits are supposed to i mean depending who you ask again um but the traditions in um witchcraft are that um the familiar spirit will do your bidding um, but in reality, you, you're looking at something that's that's from the over there, yeah, or whatever you want to call it. Um, that realm where these things tend to come Be. come from, and they are generally renowned for not being entirely sort of. You you ask them to do something, and they'll go, yeah, 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 sure, I'll do that. And then they'll do it in some way that you just completely didn't expect and is no use to you at all. Yeah. Just for a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> they'll so. yeah, deliberately misinterpret or not actually get the entire instruction at the start. And yeah. Do something but might not be entirely what you expect or how you expect it. Or they might. Mm. Just depends how they feel at the time. Yeah. This is not quite that. Okay. Yeah. This is not quite that. So... I'm trying to think of, is it Eagle Saga where you've got, is it Eagle in Eagle Saga? Possibly. I think Eagle is in Eagle Saga. Well, yes, okay, that's good. I'm not, you know. Just... Yeah, 
Just saying. I'm no expert, but... Mm, okay. <laughs> so they're described that warriors in that saga turn into wolves or into bears. Yes. Which then ties into the beasts of battle motif. Yes, it does. You fierce get... kind of... You've got the bear, you've got the wolf, you've got the raven. Raven, eagle and wolf. The bear, the no wolf. Bear. No bear. No bear. We are bearless. Oh! Because I know what, because you said with the bear shirt earlier on, didn't you? Or the yes. Bear. bear shirts, uh, we might see warriors described as wolf shirts. Okay. Uh, or bear shirts or boar shirts, I think is your third one. Like boar warriors, wolf warriors, bear warriors. Well, I know there's Again, bear... embodying that animal spirit and things like the Benty Grange helmet with the little boar on top the of little... it. The little, yes, it has, hasn't it? It's yeah. totally cute little tiny boar, but it's <laughs> right there on top of the helmet. And you get things like the birds on the Sutton Hoo mm, shield. Mm. So this kind of imbuing of animal characteristics of animal spirits, it's very, very strong imagery and... In this, it's kind of tantalisingly close, but we don't fully understand it. Okay. We don't fully get it. And it it can be animals that, you know, represent part of your character. So in, in Njal's saga that we've done before, mm. with Njal and then Njal's sons and the burning house and the all sorts of stuff that goes on through generations, that big kind of feud... Between families. Was that the thing where I had a wall made out of door made out of cats? Yeah, twenty the one with twenty giant cats. That still bothers me. I know. <laughs> I know. So in Nyal's saga, a friend of the hero Nyal sees uh, a bloodied goat. Okay. But nobody else can see it but him. Oh. And he takes that as a a portent that that's his spirit. And it's not a very well spirit because A, you only see it when you there's harm about to come to you or that your death is imminent or that you are dying. Mm. And the fact that it's bloodied as well. Yeah. Um, so he sees that. Not and suggestive of good times. That he's about to die and he does. Well, just like that. Not literally just like that, but as part of the story later on, he does. So it's like a portent of okay. death that his that spirit comes to him in a an animal form mm, mm. and he can see it, but nobody else can see it but him. Okay. So it's kind of that, yeah, it, it's like we're so very close to understanding what it is, but so very, very far away in that we never, ever will. Yeah. We know it's hugely important to them. We know that they use a specific word for it. We know that they describe it in certain contexts, but nobody has ever taken the time to explain this one neat trick that everybody knows. <laughs> they never wrote it down. Dentists hate this one neat trick. <laughs> Dentists hate this one neat trick. Surgeons <clears throat> in Outer Mongolia are really cheesed off at this one woman for learning this really treat. Well, it's that, but... Nobody has ever written down what the neat trick is. Okay. So we got descriptions of what they use it for, but we don't actually, you know, we've got descriptions in context of where it arrives and what it does. Yeah. But we don't know how they defined it. We don't know how they related to it. We don't know whether it's just in certain contexts that you see this portent. Yeah. We don't know whether 
you know, they're, they're actually describing them literally being taken over by it in battle or whether it's that they're fighting so ferociously they could be a bear mm, mm. and they've earned that bear spirit. You know, they've they, kind of attracted it to them. Because yeah, it's... They've, they've got that individual spirit that goes with them all the way through their life. Yeah. So it arrives at childbirth and follows them all the way through till their death. Oh, right. One, so it's fated. One single single spirit if you like mm. that stays with them one little one guardian spirit so in a whole family you could have you know as many of those spirits as you have family members yeah yeah each individual one but you also then have a group of spirits that is attached to your family line mm. and you have almost guardian spirits of a different nature doing other things so we know these spirits are really important we know that they're attached to heroes and people of import. Yeah. We know that they're connected with those and not with the gods. Okay. The gods don't ever have the description of one of these each. No, no, I suppose... I, no, now you say it, I've never, I've never heard of that. Yeah, we've got animals that are associated with the gods, but not in the same way as mm. these. Thor's got his goats. Yeah. Freya's Freya. got cats. Yeah, Frey and Freya have boars. Yes. Yeah. That they and ride. Odin has his ravens. And his wolves. And, and his, his wolves. Eight-legged, eight-legged horse. And his eight-legged horse. Yeah. Anybody else? <laughs> <laughs> but they don't have... There's never a description in the myth cycle of the gods having these... This single individual guardian spirit that heroes and people in the sagas seem to have. Mm. So we know that it's connected with heroes and human beings, but and we know it's not connected with gods, but what actually is it? Not quite sure. Now I want to know if anybody else has them. I mean, like the the Alpha or the Jotnar. Yeah. People like that. Do they have them as well? Yeah. And the gods don't. Do the land spirits <clears throat> have them? Or, Yeah. Does Ratatosk have one? And what is it? I'm thinking if he's got one, it's a really big nut. An acorn. An yeah. enormous, animate acorn with googly eyes. I don't know about the googly eyes part, but he's probably got How's an acorn. How's he going to see otherwise? I don't think he does. It's just, it's a spirit. It doesn't need... Right. You know. I just assumed it'd have to have googly eyes on it. I think he's probably got an acorn spirit, though. Mm, possibly. Good image. Still think it's better with the googly eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it'd be, it would be interesting to know, because it's... it. <sighs> See, I mean, I, you think of places like... Alfheim? Mm-hmm. Or Elfheim, if you want it that way. I mean, that's that's basically that's sort of the Norse version of the other world that you find in all sorts of other mythologies. Mm. That's kind of, but the, the because the Norse have all the other realms as well. But Alfheim is particularly interesting to me because it's it's very 
it's psycho reactive. It's very much parallel with the other world that I sort of tend to. Mm. And now I'm kind of thinking, well, for me, I would, I would just, I tend to just sort of, you know, conscious of the traffic that comes and goes from there, yeah. and the things that we end up seeing and 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 having experiences with and stuff from from over there. I I'm I'm intrigued to know whether the people over there in who who we would assume in in Norse terms are, are the alpha mm. do they have these things as well yeah i don't know and if so where do they come from yeah but they're definitely i don't know how you describe it they're definitely attached to people of import okay in the sagas and the heroes but you also have groups of other spirits that are attached to your family line that will come down as a as a group rather than as an individual. Okay. So yeah, it's quite odd, but it's like, you know, everybody uses tables, so we don't need to define what a table is. Yeah, it is a bit of a nuisance that one. So isn't we it? don't know. <laughs> we now who don't use tables have no idea what they meant when they used the word. Yeah. You know, it, they'll say, "Oh yeah, we all sat round blank." And we didn't eat our dinner at the blank. Yeah. And you're like, but why is that? Why? Why is that a thing? And why is that not a thing? And well, you have to do trying um, to figure this word out. I imagine you have to do like the linguistic equivalent of, you know, in uh, Taoism, uh, Taoism, I should say, um, when it it talks about um, that particular force, uh, if you want to call it that. I'm I'm conscious of the potential connotations linking that to the Star Wars thing. I don't mean that. I mean, the Tao or Tao is a force of life, fate, whatever you want to call it. But the, 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 they, they say the one thing you can't, you can never, you can never detect the, the thing itself. You can only detect the patterns that it makes and the, the effects that it has on things. And you mm. have to try and sort of discern the shape of it by looking at how it's interacting with other things. And and it, there are things like that in, you know, in the universe, you find, you find sort of structures in gigantic scale bits of space that where there's like a, a, like a big dark mass and you can't see what it is or what shape it is. You can only where it's blotting out stars that you know should be there and things like that. And it, and it, and it, it sort of, it sounds a little bit like that. It's like we don't know exactly what these things were, but we know what people said about them. Yeah, in <clears throat> in brief. In know, brief. Because nobody bothered kind of sitting down and, and giving us like a child's primer on what one of these things was. Yeah. So we've got them in brief, like the odd bits of information about them that they just kind of casually threw into stories that sort of sideways reference them but you never get them fully in focus or it's or a little bit like you know the saying that the exception proves the rule yes which is a, a, a phrase that i've known all my you know for many 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 years but i've i've never really understood what it meant i've heard all sorts of stories and the one that always that, that seemed to be dominant for quite a long time was that the idea was that, that, that the word prove meant test you know, as in, prove, as in a weapons mm. proving ground. And the exception tested the rule, you know, because you can't have a rule if there's an exception. Except, of course, you can. And it, what it actually means is that if you... Um, uh, like, you're a, uh, an archaeologist a thousand years in the future. 
mm-hmm. and you know that um, these people that you're studying from a thousand years ago had these vehicles that they used to move around on the roads with. You have this you have this hypothesis that they had like uh, speed restrictions and stuff, but you can't find any evidence of it. All the signs, you know, there are no signs or anything like that that have survived or or, or any of this stuff. But you did find a scrap of an old driving manual that says emergency vehicles can exceed 30 miles an hour if they've got the the lights on or whatever. And there you have an example of an exemption from the rule, which proves the fact that the rule exists. Yes. So the exception proves the rule. And suddenly that kind of goes, wow. But that's that's the sort of thing you're having to do here. Again, it's like you're having to find the the bits around it. Yes, we have a lot of... Exceptions in yes. that case. We have a lot of little mentions, mm. and from that you have to kind of try and determine the shape of yeah of the whole thing. It's weird to think that there's this concept that that back then people would have been so familiar yeah. with that you didn't even bother writing it down because everybody knew it. Yeah, and so you didn't need to write it down because why? What would be the point of writing it down? Yeah, yeah, that. And imagine, imagine it being something that people talked about as readily as we do, I don't know, Santa Claus or something like that, you yeah. know. Um, and and yet within the space of fifteen hundred years ish, gone, just vanished, just completely gone. Yeah. And yeah, nobody wrote it down because everybody knew it, yeah. and then there suddenly wasn't everybody anymore, and we've lost what this specifically is and why it's so important that they feel the need to mention it yeah at all yeah is it that it is so common that people expect that little bit of almost that little bit of extra flavor text in a story to show you that they're still there and they're still being used and they're still around like you would expect that story in layers and mentioning it once means you get that kind of continuous layer all the way through the story that your original listeners might have expected it to be there but we've only got that one mentioned fragment of it and we're thinking well what was that does make what you do think do with it does make you think though doesn't it i mean this is this is something that we don't know an awful lot about but we know it was there yeah and, and then we know you st- it was important to them and then you start thinking how many other things that were important to them do we not know? Do we at know all? nothing about at all? <laughs> and they've just completely lost it. Yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of. Yeah, that's a bit of a mind blower, and that doesn't end. No, no. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Lovely listeners. Yeah. Now that we've yeah. blown blown your noodles, we're going to leave you sitting around the virtual campfire, and pondering. Words that are common that nobody ever defines, so we don't because we don't need to, so we lose them. Yeah, let's not do that. Let's not do that. Let's let's carve them into diamond or something so that carve them into really big slabs of rock and stick them in the countryside. I mean, yeah. we did that too. That's a good idea, actually. Yeah. yeah. No, there was um, there was somebody, wasn't there? Wasn't there? I can't remember who it was. Some technology company were trying to were trying to create a time proof storage medium, and it was they were they were using like um like this crystalline 
wow. sort of structure and kind of engraving data into the middle of it with lasers and stuff. My God. And I'm like, which is fascinating. But can you imagine, again, somebody in, say, 4,000 years' time, our society has gone completely. And all you've got is this lousy rock. And all you've got is this rock. And you're looking <laughs> at it going, what, what, what do I do with this? I mean, what, that's, what's that for? <laughs> that's the problem. You can be as clever as you want engraving stuff, but you've got to be able to get, something's got to be able to get the data out again afterwards. Yeah. How do you how do you pass that? And then you get onto that kind of, you know, transmission of knowledge. Mm. How do you get things, how do you keep things going? Yeah. Yeah. So that opens up a whole big extra set of thoughts. A mishmash. Yeah. Lovely listeners. We're going to leave you around the virtual campfire having a think mm. on these concepts of, you know, spirit to individual, to words, to meaning, to how we transmit that meaning, to where we lose that meaning. Mm. We're going to talk to you all next time in episode 107 of Frithcast. 107? In but a, sh- a few short weeks from now, huh. if you would like to find us online... You can. It's awesome. If you want to come and find me, my name's Suzanne Martin. I'm on Facebook under that name. And I'm also on Twitter at Geetha in Jeans. And should you wish to speak to me for whatever reason, um, you are, I'm afraid, going to have to make your way to our Discord server, which oh, is darn. which is the totality of my uh, online presence. Um, but if you pop along to our Facebook page, which is at... Um, uh, Frithcast Pod, so that's fb.com slash Frithcast Pod, um, and just uh, have a delve through there a little bit. You'll find a link to our Discord server, and you can come and join us around our yeah. virtual, virtual, virtual campfire. Yeah, come and join us and the lovely listeners from around the world. We get together, we share stuff, we share jokes, we have a bit of a giggle, and we just generally chat. Mm. Um, you it's know, a bit of a free-for-all, really. Yeah, in a good way. In a kind in a of nice, guys, good vibes around the campfire, getting to know people kind of way. Yeah. If you would like to come and join us there, you are very, very welcome. Come and throw us friend requests. Come and say hi. Come and ask us questions about stuff we will do our best to answer. Hmm. Lovely listeners, we're going to leave you around the virtual campfire. Just, you know, go find the biscuit tin when you're ready. Put the kettle on. Settle back. Fight me for the biscuit tin. (laughs) Come and join us (laughs) for our next exciting episode. And don't worry, we've got a spare biscuit tin, so you don't have to fight Kate for all of the biscuit tins. Just those little, just the little, um, those ones with the little, uh, the little bit of icing on them. The little tiny ones. The little tiny ones. The little, the little bit of icing, coloured icing on. Party rings? No, the little, the little round ones with the, little thing of icing on the little rounds ones with yeah the you know the icing. ones i mean no the little ones with the icing on the little ones with the icing lovely listeners we're gonna go discuss biscuits and which ones these little ones with the icing on are <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you all next time it's the little ones with the icing i don't know how else to describe them <laughs> Really nice. Take care, lovely listeners. We'll talk to you all next time. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.